0: It is a beautiful day to learn something new. Thanks for joining me on the Dyslexic Pastor Podcast. On this podcast, we encourage life learning, always learning about something new. Even if you're struggling with a learning disability, you are actually in the right place. Today, I get to interview an author who wrote a children's book for dyslexic children, dyslexic parents, parents that have dyslexic kids. The book is just brilliant. Her name is Sarah Philpot. She is a teacher right here in Oklahoma City and has a beautiful story to tell you in today's episode. I will go ahead and throw out there an apology for the sound of my voice. I was struggling with allergies the day this was recorded. So give me and my allergies just a little bit of grace and listen to this episode because Sarah is awesome. She is doing great things out there in the dyslexic community. Thank you guys so much for popping in and listening to the Dyslexic Pastor podcast Today is a big day. We are interviewing our second author that has wrote a book about dyslexia, and I would love for you to meet Sarah.
1: My name is Sarah Philpot. I wrote a children's book called The Fable King, and it is a story about um, an older gentleman who doesn't realize that he has some... Um, really incredible talents just because he has struggled all his life he can't read he can't write very well because of his dyslexia um, through the story a little boy helps him recognize his talents that he has. I mean I loved the book as soon
0: as I saw it on um, I saw it on uh, the decoding dyslexia app for Oklahoma and purchased it right away um, like I said in the thing I struggled so much with dyslexia. I didn't find out I was dyslexic until I was 30. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just because I chose to be tested. So when I was a kid, um, I was just set out in the hall, yelled at, called lazy. And it's just like, man, if there had been books like that when I was a child, I think that there would have been like more comfort in what I was going through. Mm-hmm. and I am so grateful that there are people out there like you that are writing these books and are able to have not just like children but like their parents be able to read it to them and if the child is dyslexic you know there there's hope like there is so much out there for people today that wasn't out there when I was in high school I graduated in 2005.
1: Right and that's really what this book is designed <laughs> to be it's to be a conversation I don't think a little kid is going to be able to pick it up and really pull out the the meaning of it as as much as it is going to be a conversation between um an adult and the child and so um you know in teaching um I don't think I mentioned this I'm I'm also an Oklahoma public school teacher, and so in teaching, we teach kids that good readers are always thinking when they're reading, and so teaching them to think through the book um, and asking them questions, so when we get to the point where the old man realizes that he um, doesn't um, he doesn't feel like he's smart or that he has anything to offer, um, that's a great time to stop and say, do you ever feel like you don't have, that you're not very good at anything or something. And then um, as we progress through the book and we start um, learning about the man's talents, we can start asking questions like, what do you think your talents are? What do you think you're good at? And so um, I love that you said that just because that is, this book is a talking piece. It's to bring a conversation out, to start thinking about, well, we may not be so good at this, but we are really good at, you know, whatever it is. Like saying that
0: makes me think that the book even goes on for just any kind of learning disability. Like, if a child has ADD, yeah. anything could be um, placed in that they get late, forget to get like be told they have a talent, and be told that like they're more than important than being dyslexic or having ADD or just slapped with a learning disability, right? So
1: so, um, what actually made me start this book? What inspired this book was my own son um, and my dad. My son struggled in school. I actually struggled in school as well. I've never been tested, but I imagine if I if I went to test myself, I would imagine that I would be as well. Dyslexia is hereditary, mm-hmm. um, but my son struggled, and being in education, um, you know, I knew I knew. When I needed to fight for my kid and be like, "Okay, something's not right here," and so we got him on an IEP, um, which is an indiv- individualized education plan. Um, it could put him in special education, <clears throat> so he can get some special services that help with that. At the time, we didn't know what it was, but there we could tell there was a learning discrepancy for sure. And so, um, we put him on, we got him on an IEP. Couple years kept going, but I just, uh, I think as moms, a lot of times we struggle to um, feel good enough. I, I kind of went into this spiraling pit of doubt that I wasn't doing enough for him. I wasn't helping him because by now he should have like caught up. He should have, you know, all those things. And so I, I don't even remember how I heard about it, but I heard about a nonprofit called building all children and they, Uh, got me resources and they also helped me get him tested. And then we found out he had um, dyslexia. We went through the whole gamut of, uh, I had a lot of pressure and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this. Um, but I had a lot of pressure from people to put him on medication because they just thought he needed to calm down to be able to think. So we did that and we tried like four different things. (laughs) He ended up being, um, allergic to all of them. And I'm like, this is not working. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of didn't feel right about it in the first place, but, uh, I, because of the pressure, I went ahead and did. Cause I st- like that mom doubt. I was like, maybe I'm not doing enough or maybe they're right. And I'm wrong. So I tried that and that was definitely not the answer for us. Um, so then I, when we got them tested and we found out it was dyslexia, I was just kind of like, I should have listen to that little voice inside yeah. that um, that wasn't the answer. And I knew it, but I tried because of everybody else pressuring me to. Um, so that was, uh, oh, I got a lot of good information from the uh, psychologist who did the testing. I learned so much about Uh, how he read it really surprised me even being a teacher I just had no idea we're not training I Oklahoma is getting a little bit better about training teachers with dyslexia but right now honestly I think this is the first year I've ever had any sort of training on dyslexia um, in general and so we really haven't been trained well on that Um, as Oklahoma educators I, I, I don't know how well people are in general I think we're we're still learning about it so that's I'm sure that's why. Um, All of that to say, I was so surprised by the things that I learned. I'm telling my dad and my grandpa, Um, they're standing in my kitchen and I'm telling them what I learned and how he sees words and how he sees letters. And um, they were both like, oh yeah, I do that too. And um, they're like, we just thought it was normal. And I just kind of was like, oh my gosh, it was like I had an out of body looking down and seeing four generations of people who grew up just thinking, well, I'm not smart enough. I just am, I'm just stupid. I hate to use that word, but that is really how I felt as a kid. That's how my son felt. Um, He would wear sweaters at school, um, even in the summer. So that way, when he went to the library, he could hide his library book in his sweater. So the other kids didn't, um, he would tell me his his baby book um and so he he had to get what he could read but to the other kids you know that was yeah. a baby book and so uh that's that's really hard and through through this i just after talking to my dad and my grandpa realizing they struggled i struggled he struggled and i knew that um, from building all children that dyslexia was hereditary um i realized this is something that that has just been passed down from generation to generation. And unfortunately, nobody ever said you're stupid. Nobody ever said you can't do this but just from watching other people we pick those ideas for ourselves. We decided that our I just felt I, I, I couldn't sleep I was just like this is awful like this is going to stop right here with with my son and um, obviously probably my grandkids will have dyslexia that's very possible yeah. um but that feeling that they can't do anything is going to stop is, is if i can help it And so I just was, I got up and I prayed about it. And I just felt God put this story on my heart and I pinned it out. I just thought it was going to be for my own family. And I actually sat on it for a couple of years because I struggled in school. And even as an adult, I struggled to feel like I had anything to offer anyone. And so I really didn't think anybody would want to read my story or buy it. Um, I kind of looked, I kind of felt like that kind of kept coming back to me, like you need to you need to publish. I kind of looked into it a little bit but everything I was finding was like you need to have like other prior writing experience for any publisher to take a look at you and I was like well I don't have that and so I was like well that's fine. I wrote it for my family and I'll just it'll be for our family and then in 2019 I was reading a book called Chase the Lion and it's basically about chasing dreams that scare you. And the whole time I was reading it, I kept thinking about my story. So um, March of 2020, I sent it in to a publishing company that I had seen another author come and speak to our school. And um, he was a new author. And I was like, well, who is paying attention to him? So I looked up his, his publishing company, and I sent it to him. And obviously, I've had no experience with this Um, up to this point. So um, I didn't hear back from them for two months, which I now know is normal, but I didn't then. And I was like, well, I guess they're not interested. And that's fine. (laughs) I wasn't being obedient um, to what I felt God was telling me to do. Two months later, I get an email and they're interested. And so that um, started our process. And it was really cool to watch how things developed because the publisher said, here's a couple illustrators, pick one you like. And so I picked one and when we got connected, I found out her name obviously is Sarah also yeah, yeah. and um, her two children have <laughs> dyslexia. So it was kind of fun that we got to work on this project together, um, having kids who who struggle with dyslexia. So uh, anyway, that is what started it. And really my goal, like I mentioned earlier, is to have those conversations with kids and help them start um, being challenged to think about what can I do what am I good at you know start thinking like changing the projection of our thoughts to what I may not be very good at this but I am good at this and really start developing those skills focusing on on those things it's
0: it's super cute it has a great Mm -hmm. meaning to everybody has dreams when you're you think you're not normal stupid you don't get you don't you think your dreams aren't going to come true Mm -hmm. and I know when I was in school, um, I had teachers tell me, you know, you should probably just work at a fast food restaurant for the rest of your life. Um, I never applied to go to college because nobody ever pursued that in me. I mean, I watched other students get, you know, taken to all these colleges and all this stuff and nobody ever spoke to me. I mean, I barely graduated high school because, and I grew up, I don't know if you know where Stratford, Oklahoma, it's a very rural town, no stop. I don't at all have any, like, anger towards the school because there's just no funding, no education on learning disabilities. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is um, how I understand going through all the the decoding dyslexia for Oklahoma, watching them and talking to other teachers, is that if you don't specialize in special ed, you pretty much get no training on. Seems like the training is more on the extreme like if you have students with extreme uh, disabilities none on trying to figure out if they can't read I know that the the capital is trying to change that where people that apply to be teachers now that they're trying to make it to where there's like one class no matter what kind of teacher you're going to become you have to take it on learning disabilities
1: mm-hmm And And like I said earlier, even in, like, we have continual training that we have to do on, on different things. And this was the first year we ever had a training on dyslexia. Yes, it is changing. Thank goodness. We're, we're finally recognizing that this is a big deal because a lot of our population is dyslexic or has some other sort of learning disability. It's one in five. As the
0: the last time I heard is it's one in five. Mm -hmm. Um, have dyslexia or some type of learning disability and so that's crazy to think at least for like my age that one out of five people were constantly leaving the school not knowing how to read or not understanding like why they couldn't read.
1: Similar to um, my story I actually did go to college right after high school but I was did not do well. I um, I was failing pretty bad. And so uh, I got, I quit. My husband and I were getting married and moving to another state for him to finish his degree. And, and wouldn't you know it, I married into a family who just seemed like everything was so easy for them and super smart. And um, so the the own critical judgment and and like I'm not like that so I'm you know not as good you know we all do that to some degree but for me it was definitely constantly comparing myself to other people who did not have issue that I had (laughs) and so um and again we all God created us all so differently and (coughs) each of us have our own purpose and so I I don't need what they have to fulfill my purpose I'm fully, um, developed in the way I am, because that's what God wants for me to yeah. fulfill his purpose in my life. And so, um, didn't go to college. I had babies and, um, I just kind of started thinking like when the boys get, uh, big enough, I think I'm going to be ready to, you know, go get a job. Cause I was a stay at home mom. And, um, I started looking at the jobs and I don't like sitting still. And most of the things I was seeing was like, a receptionist position or things that I w- was, would qualify for. And I just kept feeling like God was putting teaching on my heart. And I was like, uh, don't you know, I'm not smart enough to be a teacher. <laughs> like That is not right. So I started looking into being a PE teacher because I really like health and wellness. And I was like, I can do PE teaching. But because I had little babies, I really needed an online I couldn't find an online position, one that had a PE degree. And so I was like, okay, God's just like saying, nope, this is what I told you to do. I'm going to help you get through it. And I did. I I got through it and I graduated and I became a teacher. I, I guess I'm doing well. I've been teaching for about 13 years now, I believe here. Yeah. So, um, but what I do really enjoy about my job is because of my experience and because of my son's experience, I really hone in on those kiddos who are struggling and, um, that's my passion to help them and to help them realize that they, um, that that's okay. Their brain just learns differently and that's okay. That's how God made you know, what your strengths are so we can really focus on them and use that to kind of help strengthen some of our weaknesses.
0: I know that like, just like the smallest little things I've noticed um, when I was going to college with the accommodations that just like, if I just had someone read to me when I was in school and high school, I think I could have done way different.
1: Mm-hmm. Just that
0: Small, the audiobooks, just that small, like, paragraph it gets read to me and then I'm like oh I totally know what we're talking about now right Right. but when you're in a class full of 20 students and and, okay we're gonna read the paragraph silently to ourselves that that didn't work out well and then we're gonna talk about it
1: (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah I did a, a little thing just when I was looking on my own for information for my son i found this website and they they let you like read this paragraph that had all these holes in the paragraph and um so then it tried to ask you questions about it and it was just a way to help you see and understand how the dyslexic brain sees all the and maybe not sees it how they see it but to be able to understand so they didn't they didn't pick up this word or this (coughs) or this word and with all those holes where they didn't understand what the word was, it makes it hard to com- make it a, a whole and complete and, and understand exactly what was going on. And not only that, their little brains are decoding. They're working so, so hard to decode all of these things that are, um, and I realized there's all, there's all sorts of types of dyslexia. There's It's pretty bright. Um, in my son's case, I actually didn't think that he had the type of dyslexia that flipped letters because I would show him that or maybe a small word and he'd be able to say it. Um, but what I learned through the psychologist who tested him was that when all of those le- words are together in like a paragraph, I mean that the brain is working so hard to decode all of the words and it starts flipping. Um, and so if he's seen just one letter or a small word, he can figure it out. But when there's a lot and his brain is just working overtime to, to figure it all out, it starts flipping. And, and one of the words I remember she showed me was liquid. When he read it, he he flipped that cue and made it a P until he had enough practice that when he saw that word, he remembered that it was yeah. liquid. He's going to always miss that word. And so, yeah, when you don't know it's what it's saying, it makes it hard to understand what the the text is trying to, it's, it's hard. And we, I'm so glad that we're recognizing we need to do something different here for these kiddos. And because they are smart and they are, they do have a lot to offer. And, and as adults too, who, who have it and who struggle with it, um, we all have something to offer. I absolutely believe that. And that's one of the reasons besides feeling God, putting it on my heart. That's one of the reasons that I wanted to put this book out there because um, just as an encouragement, like, okay, well, maybe that isn't a strength of yours, but what is the strength? And I just want to challenge people to be thinking, what is the strength that God put in you? Um, and start focusing on that because I absolutely believe we have a plan and a purpose for our lives. And um, I, I believe that our, these things that we call failures or weaknesses really could catapult us into our purpose and so even just kind of looking back and looking at my life and looking at how I've been able to help students in the classroom and even now writing a book that encourages other people this none of this would have been able to happen Um, me understanding students who struggle none of that would have been able to happen if I didn't have that own experience in myself and in myself
0: yeah God works like it's it's just crazy because i when i was tested for dyslexia um i guess a part of me kind of thought i wasn't maybe i really was lazy and like all the things that the teacher said Mm -hmm. but when she told me that i was and you know she was willing to help me go back to school i did have a good little portion where i was just really mad at god because you know your plan is for me to be a preacher but i can't read the book (laughs) that i'm gonna have to like preach out of it and it just didn't make any i stuck through it and went to school and then the very first sermon i wrote i wrote it in a completely like i write my sermons from the end to the beginning so i visualize how it's going to end and then i go from there and the guy i was mentoring under he was like "Oh, i don't know and then when i preached it people came up to me and they were like, it was like you were inside my head mm-hmm. and I'm like you see it different. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I was scared of how I saw it different. Now the way I preach, it's like, it opens a whole nother area because I see it different because I can't, I listen to it. I can't read it as, as well as other people. But I can imagine what the disciples are doing. and And then also just the fact that Jesus picked, 12 uneducated yes. you yes. know disciples that people looked at that didn't think that they they were nothing and changed the world. I get to stand up on a stage and preach the gospel and remind people we can all change the world whether we're dyslexic, have ADD or we don't have a learning disability. It's just crazy how God can use all sorts of things for his glory and mm-hmm. your bu- book is doing that. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to, to put it in the live either
1: i'm happy to share this story and be vulnerable about my my own you know weaknesses and my family's weaknesses because i absolutely believe it will help somebody else so awesome. i'm happy to talk to others
0: awesome. okay if do you have anything else you'd like to add I, since
1: you're you're a pastor, I'll just share with you. Um I when I have some people want me to sign their book and when I sign it, I sign it with Psalms 139, 14 for you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, I that's something I just want to leave everybody on that note um, as that reminder. Like you are made with a purpose. And God has a plan for your life. And so know that he stitched you so perfectly in the womb and he made you so perfectly um, to fulfill the purpose he has for you.
0: Amen. That, that is beautiful. Excuse me. We will wrap the podcast up. You can find Sarah's book, The Fable King on Amazon. So I
1: know Amazon and Barnes and Noble for sure. You can find them on.
0: All right. Again, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I love the book. Totally recommend it. Like always, check out the show notes for where you can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. I'll even throw in Sarah's social media page in there so you can go like or follow her and keep up with her in case she writes another book. And always, you know what I'm about to say, keep moving forward, keep learning, be a life learner as long as possible, and God bless, and I will see you here again on the Dyslexic Pastor Podcast.